All right. Shall we talk about some music? We should do that. Music, music. Do the bit. Do the voice. Music, 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 music. Yes. Like that fucking Simpsons character already had one fucking death row. Do the bit. Do the bit. I didn't do it. Where shall we begin? Well, I'll leave it up to you. Where would you like to begin with Tripping Balls 367? Well, let's start with the scratch, which is... No, which is a pub in Milton, which is quite good. Yeah. Ben McClay is one of the bar staff there, who's, who's famous on the internet as Thomas Violence. You sort of called it as the Irish alien weaponry. Well, uh, no, I didn't. I said, I wonder if this will be like a Celtic alien weaponry. And it absolutely is not. But it's still interesting. It's not in that it's... It's not like hard, like alien weaponry. Yeah, it's 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 not a violent. It, it, well, it's alien weaponry is a metal album with multi cultural overtones. This is an Irish cultural album with metal overtones. Yeah, okay, so it's like a reverse alien weaponry, I guess. I, I think if if you if the slider from traditional yeah. traditional cultural music to metal, yeah, they got the trad slider turned up too is high. It's much much closer to the sitting around the pub with the fiddle yeah. and the, and the you know the, the foursome singing along. And I feel like um, Cheeky Bastard captures that this essence really well, which is a song about some drunk Punisher who is badgering them to play. To sing him a song while being, you know, violently drunk, um, he won't stop singing "Champagne Supernova." I, I, that is just my favourite song of the album because yeah, it's so funny. One of the best lyrics of the year. But it just reminded you of every fucking Punisher demanding yeah. the, the the covers it, band play K Sam. He's he's that guy. It's, it's it's almost like he'd had too many sessions at the re. Yeah, he, he's, it's wonderful to see that that guy is universal. He turns up yes. in little pubs in everywhere. Dublin. He turns up at the re. He turns up everywhere, and yep. he's Percy. Sing us a song. Sing us a song. Well, yeah. I. I couldn't make up my mind on this album. I yep. enjoyed it in bits, and then I was like, other times I'm just like, man, this is just a bit too much, and not the same songs every time. Yeah. Um, though, I, though Cheeky Bastard is definitely like if I was going to do, you know, when I, some sometimes I do the, the the album of singles of the year, you know, the mixtape of the year, yep. that would definitely be, be on there, but... That will be that will be the mixtape song because we are still doing the mixtape. When I say we are, I am still doing the mixtape. <laughs> I am generally trying to remember what you like, but it's usually just yeah. Me. Um, but as an album, I'm not sure whether I liked it in its entirety. Yeah, it, it didn't. It didn't really hang together as an album quite as well. It'd be fascinating to to talk to an Irishman about it though to see whether. Well, we have one in our audience. Okay. I'll be interested to see to see what his reaction to it is. Because he's a uh, he likes Fontaine's DC, and my my feel with with a band like Fontaine's DC, which has that same kind of, it captures the angst and the misery, and not to say that all Irish music is angst and misery, but it does capture that element of the culture quite well. And I find that I find it a little bit impenetrable. And the stuff I liked yeah. the least on this album was that sort of stuff. It was the real miserable stuff. It was the miserable yeah. stuff. It was shoes and it was um, it was stuff like that. It was the second run through Tron. Um, it just made you, you know, and I'll go, no, I know it's raining a lot and, and, and you know, the fucking, everything has been shit and the English are absolute cunts and the dude won't stop seeing champagne supernova. <laughs> His shirt like a beach towel and I mean, just smashing black Russians regardless of the repercussions. It, it got a little bit too mournful on the drink. 
Um, yeah, which which is a, yeah, which is quite an Irish characteristic. Um, it's probably more yeah. bluesy than metallic, really, and for a lot of it. But um, it was a Joker album, and it was it was definitely well, well worth listening to. It was definitely a good Joker album in that it was not something that you would you would trip over on a, on the reg. Um, and it, it was in, it was fucking interesting. I'm glad I listened to it. In fact, I'm. Um, uh, spoilers. I'm glad I listened to every one of the albums we listened to this week, and and it's not necessarily because they were good or bad or different or consistent or albums of the year, but each of them had something to say that I was interested to hear. Yes. So let's move on to psychedelic porn crumpets, which is pretty much a Ron Seal album, isn't it? Well, this <laughs> this album had a bit too much to say. A bit like somebody who spent a hell of a long time on the rack. Mm. Uh, and they kind of they gave the game away early because literally the lyrics in one of the first tracks yep. is something about you're, you're screenshotting me lyrics this afternoon. Stick the rail straight up my nose, and it's like this is the cocaine shit that's been put on wax since fucking L.A. Sunset Strip in the eighties. I might have jinxed this by claiming that they were much more reliable and consistent than King Gizzard because this is a lot of this album is incoherent. It does not stitch together at all. It's all mostly charming, and it has big riffs and ambitious mm, climbing it's, it's fucking all- harmonies. But good lord, they need to ease off the rails. Yeah, I was going to say, it's almost like someone's had too much cocaine. <laughs> it's almost like that FIFO shit that they get in Perth is, yep. is the real Bolivian. And they are they are wrecked off their fucking nana. Yeah, but my... It's a good time, but you won't remember much of it. Yeah, but my, my sort of... Like, oh, I... I struggle with albums like this. It's like, you know, what, what do I have? I don't remember any of it. That's the thing. You don't remember individual tracks because they all jump around all over the place. It is literally like a, a big night out on the insert your favourite drug here. Drug or drink or whatever you like to do. Yeah. Um, the love of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Whatever it is that gets you off, you go out on it and you're... You know, you don't. You know, you had a good time, but you can't remember any fucking details of anything, and maybe that's for the best. That's what this album's like. Yeah, and if if anyone had taken any video of you during that night and soundtracked it, <laughs> if to you some ended up guitars, on Josh Giddy's girlfriend's Snapchat, yeah, this is what it would sound like, right? Yes. Like over the top, incoherent yeah. in some cases. When you thought you crazy. were doing karaoke and you sounded like fucking Andrea Bocelli, and you sounded more like Cram from Spiderbait. <laughs> is it more important that you thought you were Andrea Bocelli or that you actually sounded like like Cram? You know, it, it's it's more of the, it's what was your experience like? Did you as long as everybody had a good time and nobody ended up on Snapchat? So, what would you describe Black Puma? Like what what style of music is Black Pumas? Is it soul pop? Yeah, I, th- I think it's in that space. The funny thing is that when when I first my my first, I wrote most of my notes about this album the first time I listened to it. And I was like, this album's too cheesy and I blame Adrian Quesadilla. Yeah. That was all about that joke. And it was not a good joke and I apologise for it. Uh, but Adrian Quesada did the largely forgettable Bolaris Psychedelicos, which we reviewed a couple of months into 2022. Yeah. And that, that had the same kind of vibes of occasionally interesting Latin funk jazz flourishes ruined by too much insipid R&B. But as I listened to it across the week, I, I, it kind of grew on me. And by the weekend, by literally by today, when I had like 45 minutes worth of time to burn, it was the first album I went to and went, oh, yeah. And, and it's not because I like it, but it's because I feel like it's the best album that we listened to this week because it has 
you know, it has a start, middle, and end, and it it it, it takes you through a journey, and the 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 stories are connected. If you say the album is a series of chapters, the chapters are connected, and they have a flow to them. And some of them are, are you know less or more interesting, but um, there's a bit of got Andy Park, Childish Gambino to him. There there is a a lot of this sort of stuff about. It's mostly about the songwriter. Um, Casada is the is the producer mostly. Which is yeah. probably why this is better than than Casada's solo stuff. But um, yeah, I, I didn't mind it at all. So m- my view of this was he's got a lovely voice, right? He's got a really nice voice. And what I wanted, like Angel, was the song that I really focused on because I actually thought <laughs> it's what- funny because that's one of the songs I like the least. So that was <laughs> shows just where we are. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm not saying it's the best song, but it's the song where I, I think it actually sort of highlights what I thought where I thought this album could be a lot better because it's sort of this really soft R&B-ish sort of song yeah. and then this guitar comes in and then this bass line comes in and I just I was really listening to it and I'm like look if they just like the guitar that comes in is quite nice but if it had a bit more edge to it if that mm. guitar had, had like the drop of the guitar is actually really good songwriting it's just where it needed to be to sort of liven that song up a little bit but if, if, if that had dropped with a bit more of a hard edge and then the bass line had a little bit more fucking dirt to it, to, to you know, to quote to yeah. quote abs, you know, that's what it needed. This whole album needed a little... If the th- production had been a bit more, a bit, they put a bit more fucking yeah, juice yeah, like it. Yeah, like fucking thrown down in the mud and, and sort of dirtied up a little bit. Like it was just all a touch too clean. Yeah, and, and that's, the, that's the problem with, with neo-soul R&B kind of stuff. My favourite tracks on this album were, were tracks like Sauvignon and Gemini Sun and even Rock mm. and Roll, which is not a rock and roll song at all. But it, yeah. they've got a little bit more urgency and they've got a, they're have got a little bit more... They're not pure R&B. They're a little bit more fucked up. They've, they've done a bit more... Um, producers actually had to do a bit of fucking work. And I thought they were the most interesting songs and they were the ones that... And, that, and possibly the fact that they are in the back half of the album tells you why this album... If you have good, good stuff at the end, I will tend to leave. I will leave with a positive impression of your album, and I think I'll like it more than I would have. You know, if if you'd front loaded them all, and then by the end of it, I'm like, when the when the fuck does this end? Which is possibly the case with the scratch album, because all the good songs of the scratch album are in the front. Yeah, I really do feel like the bones of um that the, there's the bones of a really good album here. Um, the, the bones of a good act, but I think. Quesada needs to dirty shit up. I think I think that's the that's the thing. And the difficulty I have is that is that what he normally does in his solo stuff is much more you know, it, it tends to be yeah. fairly unadventurous. That's true. Yeah. You almost needed like the kills guitarist to be the producer. Well, or you needed somebody who would just who would fuck with it more. I mean, we've seen this kind of songwriter with producer kind of double act yeah. before. Uh, it tends to be more likely to be a rapper and a producer, like uh, Danger Mouse and Black Thought, that album that they did. Uh, that was obviously not like this, but the same kind of idea comes. Like You almost need like a – you don't want Danger Mouse to come in and fuck up your album because he does that to every album that he, he comes in on, but, but maybe he could have helped on this one. Yeah. All right. What have you got for next week, or do you want me to go first? Well, so for next week, you're not going to be here. Mm-hmm. So for next week, uh, our emergency Georgie Parker. Uh, that's a very old reference for people who used to watch Andrew Denton's <laughs> show in the nineties. All, 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 all the late show, she was favourite on the late show too. Yeah, well, that, that was the she was literally in a perspex box on Andrew Denton's no, uh, Tonight Show in the nineties as the emergency guest. 
Like if they needed an emergency guest, they could break the break the glass and get her out. So we're talking about like 1995 here. Uh, so back when we were still in fucking high school, it's good times. Yep. Um, except for those who were in Queensland and never actually went to high school. So Adam has picked a couple of albums for us, and one of them is T.K. Maids' new album, Sweet Justice. Okay. And uh, and the fun thing about her is that she was born in December 1995, so she never <laughs> lived to see Andrew Denton's Tonight Show being broadcast because it was cancelled at the end of 95. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> nice synergy there. <laughs> There's a beautiful synergy. Uh, he's also asked whether he can have the, the Joker album because he's seen there is a yeah. new album by Madness. And, yes, um, I did see that there. I thought that might. And there's a man, a man who enjoys some baggy trousers. So um, we will be in in our house. We'll be listening to the new album by Madness. How many other fucking Madness songs can we reference in this bit? That's probably enough. And I suppose I need to pick an album. I'm going to pick an album by a uh, one that's been on my list to look at for a while. Uh, an act that is thought of as a rock indie rock kind of act. I'm not sure whether she is or not, but it's uh, an act called Bully, which is led by woman-led indie rock, which we can't have. Although, when we've done it recently, it's actually been quite good. Thank you very much, Nobro. Yes, Nobro. Nobro, listen to that again this week, even though I had no no reason to and went- um, Well, the reason you had was that although- It's the, fucking enjoyable. The three albums we listened to this week were fine, they weren't as good as Nobro's album. Um, all right, for next week, for the week after next. For the week after next, for next fortnight. I'm going to go for a band that's famous for remixing the um, ABC news theme, and that's Pendulum. Pendulum. Um, famous only for remixing the ABC news theme. Oh, no, I reckon that's like b- that's like word association. It's like, or Pendulum. Oh, yeah, they're the people who made that fucking fucked up version of the yeah. ABC news theme. They, they weren't a bad electronic sort of rockish electronic band. Um, <laughs> That's certainly a massive indictment. Uh, look, I'm still on the hunt for good electronic music, and DJ Shadow definitely wasn't well, it. Steve so. Aoki just dropped an album. Uh, and I do have something for a Joker that's a little bit sort of out there as well, but we'll see what you, if you've well, got something that you no, really well, want to- given, given that I have to pick two weeks worth of music at once, I'm happy for you to have the Joker this week. All right, well, you pick your album, then, we'll, and then I'll go my joke. I'm too busy trying to add things to the playlist before I forget them. My album of the week uh, for next fortnight will be the album, new album by Spiritual Cramp, who are a um, an act that are actually inspired by the early 80s ska and punk acts like Madness and The Clash and guys like that. Um, but I enjoyed some of the stuff that I've heard, so Spiritual Cramp is my uh, my album for uh, what will be two weeks' time. So, I'm going to go with a chick called Pink Pantheress, which is like a- Which is like a panther, but a, but a girl panther. Yeah, it's it's a bit of, bit of garage, drum and bass pop, lots of samples from the 90s, very short songs, which will make you happy. Um, yeah, I don't Are know. you saying it's, I have a short attention span? Ooh, what the fuck's that? <laughs> Um, I don't, I would never waste a pick on this, um, but it's interesting that the sample based thing is interesting. I've told the boys that we'll get some sort of sample based music writing equipment for them for Christmas. And it's just interesting seeing that, um, that DJ shadow album. And then this week on, 
you know, I was flicking through Instagram and I saw this Japanese guy doing like live trumpet, like sort of, you know, jazz with a mute over the top of beats that he was looping live. You know, he'd, lo- he'd, he'd live loop some beats and then play the trumpet. It was fucking awesome. And I was like, I think this style of music has moved away from albums and record labels and Spotify and Apple Music. Like, it's moved into that space, right? It's moved into the sound. Well, I can tell you where it's moved. Piers on Barbie the album. Right. Is that so? Yeah, she turns up a lot on- um, She's also on the Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack. Oh, really? Um, okay. Barbie the album, the artists, gaming songs. Yes, this appears horrific. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to start listening to it until a week's time. So there's that. Fans also like cutting themselves. What a weird thing. Um, <laughs> the album is called Heaven Knows, and she's in a ball gown with a white dove above her. So clearly we are deep in rock and roll here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Though, to be fair, you could, like, 70s rock could. That, that could be a, you know- a There d- would be a rack of cocaine. There'd be Stevie <laughs> Nicks fucking with needing needing an assistant to blow it up her bum because yeah, of the septum had deviated. There, there might be, you know, a wedding dress and, and doves, but there would probably also be leather and spikes. So, there's that. Anyway, look, jokers are for jokers. That's all I can say. Well, that's a nonsensical statement. I'm glad you made it. What was your first album again? Like I said, I have to, uh, I have to write these down before Pendulum. I forget them. Pendulum, that's right. Pendulum. Could I add your stuff first so then it turns up so that the most recent stuff ends up last on the playlist? Playlist, yeah. And the the album is – it's an EP. I've got – um. It's an EP. 12 hours. Oh, okay. Well, it's an EP, you penis. Uh, it's a four-track right. well, EP. Did you do any fucking – What? It's down in my fucking album list. It's 14 minutes long. (laughs) You did no prep for this. You absolute (coughs) This is going in the podcast. This is what I have to deal with. He's got two weeks notice to do this and he picks a fucking EP without even checking it. Oh, that's hilarious. All right. What do you got then? No, this is your album of the week. You have to pick something good because you, you've already what, used the up the joke. the Pendulum one is 14 minutes? The Pendulum album is 14 minutes. No. Fuck off. How's that going to help? Ah. Uh, well, that sucks, dog's balls. Ah. Uh, I really don't. I don't think that's true. Go on. Uh, how do you feel about the Kid Leroy? You can have that. Australian pep hop. Stand the fuck up. Uh, <clears throat> You just hate Aboriginal people, wouldn't you? All right. You bloody Queensland. No, I, I, don't, I don't want it. I just wanted to wind you up about the start of Australian hip-hop. It's pretty fucking bleak. Um, <laughs> Blink-182. Oh, oh we, you, you're going to have to do some heavy ed- editing here with some fucking- No, no, this is all in. This is all going in the show. <laughs> to make me look bad. All of oh, it. Garth Brooks has got a new album. Is it Garth Brooks or that? Remember when Garth Brooks had that fucking? He grew a soul patch and became like a, a fake rock star. He had that like that weird second character that he was trying to be in the late nineties. It was late nineties. Fucking Garth Brooks, what a bell. Um, where did I? Uh, There's something about slow tire I saw last week, and I just went, "Fuck me." The Grogans, Alien nose job. What else is out here? Um, fuck. Ah, this is really pissing me off now. Thought I had it all lined up. <laughs> Steve Aoki. 
get some of that electronic in there. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a Canadian electro soul and hip hop band from Montreal. There you go. They're not going to be as good as um, our mates. Two vocalists, a horn section, and a diverse range of musical genres. They're called Busty and the Bass. The album's called Forever Never Cares. Fuck it. So they sound like a shit Quebecois resin dogs. Is that what we've got here? Yep. Got it's, Canadian resin dogs. It's an EP. You've got to be fucking kidding me. What is the go with this fucking website? It's not, is it? No, it's not. I just thought it'd be funny to say <laughs> so. Oh, you had me convinced. I was like, this this website is normally so reliable for our for It's actual because albums, you keep not- looking at a third party website and not the website that actually has the fucking albums on it. I'm looking at the Wikipedia album releases. That's what yes, I, that's what I work off. But that's Wikipedia. That's a third party thing that somebody else has to fucking update based on whatever actually gets released. Whereas the thing that shows that being actually released is the thing that it gets released upon. Spotify, yeah, but the Spotify new releases has singles on it. That's what I find distracting. Yeah. There's there's no- You have to click through every single time to fucking check whether it's an album or not, and I haven't got time for that. No, clearly you don't. You've demonstrated that you fucking don't. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, that's all for two weeks' time, but in the interim, uh, we've got uh, TK Maidza, Madness, and Bully. For next week. I apologise, people. He'll be back to his usual standards that are much higher than this. <laughs> Sometime for that. never. Sometime in 2025. Unlikely. Uh, That's my theory. Look, one of us has got to be shambolic. Otherwise, you know, we- I'm the one who's been drinking like 8.2% double IPA all afternoon. Why is it you? Well, I'm drinking Law Marfuel, so- well, that probably helps. But any consolation, the album that I picked, Spiritual Cramp, is 26 minutes long, although it is actually an, a full album. It's just that they genuinely don't aren't here to write long songs. All right. I'll enjoy. I've got 12 hours of driving next weekend, so I'll be listening to all of those. And the 19-year-old <clears throat> in the back seat's just going to have to cope with just it. Just get punished. Or you could just listen to the entire year of our podcast so they can listen to all the music we've listened to and all, all, all our opinions about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to I'm maintain- just, just nudge them and say, hey, 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 hey just, th- there's a good bit coming up. This is like, <laughs> I'm really funny in this next bit. I'm trying to I'm trying to maintain respect, not lose it. No you, you, no, you demand respect. You say you will listen to my shit and you will like it. Very Justin Langer of me. Yes. Elite fucking mateness. Mate. Elite mate shit. All right. Uh, all right, Doc, I'll catch you in two weeks. All right. Enjoy yourself. Cheers. See ya. I thought I'd picked a second EP. I was like, holy shit, how bad do I look? I mean, you look as bad as you normally do. Yeah, that's true. What kind of cunt makes a cake on a fucking Weber at the cricket?
What? So I was trying to work out what kind of absolute bell makes a chocolate cake on a Weber Q at the cricket. Yeah. And the answer is somebody who is sponsored by Weber Q. This is some kind of – it's got Erin Holland's ludicrous teeth and hair um, promoting it. So she looks like she was created in a lab, that Erin Holland. She was on the World Cup a bit, and I thought, what are you doing there? You look like you've been – look at alien species compared to fucking Shane Watson bursting out of his shirt next to you. <laughs> Well, Shane Watson's a big um, upgrade on Hayden. Well, the, the problem was for at least the first couple of weeks of the World Cup, they couldn't get him a shirt that fitted. So he had that that guy trying to you know trying to fit in a schmedium who is now a large you know as as you get later into your thirties look and you know the between the buttons it's kind of it's flanging open at every single one. It's sort of straining, and at some point a, a button is going to go pew. And pull it off and take out a cameraman. So you don't know this struggle because you're a man who actually spends a lot of time trying not to be a big fat bastard like me. Mm-hmm. I try. Just give up. It's much more fun. That's what I'm drinking. I just do like exercise, though. I mean, I don't. I've got a player like that. He's just like I, I like having done it. I like having achieved something. I, I'd much rather like work like a dog in the backyard and then come back in and and like have a beer in the shower and just think I have fucking I've given I've given my all. There and I've, I've made a difference, but just fucking you know, I mean, I, I don't mind you know a mountain bike track or something like that, or going for a you know doing something with a dog. But yeah. a, a solo I'm, run would be the most depressing thing I could I could actually imagine. Yeah, I've been doing a little bit of swimming lately. Um, swimming has that kind of five a.m. stinky chlorine cold pool, just following the line up and down kind of shit. If you could just go to the beach and go for a, a swim, that would be that'd be the shit. Yeah, I so, so I swam quite a bit when I was sort of 13, 14, 15 and, and ended up like actively hating it. And I can do it once a week and not um, not sort of react that way any more than that. And I think it would be no, thank you. Well, that's because it's, it's the wet concrete and the turning on your undies when you're getting changed. And, you know, it's 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 not the actual being in the pool. It's the problem with swimming, is it? It's it's the smell no. of piss and the chlorine uh, and the little no, kids it screaming. Is the, it is the up and down following a black line. Some people find that meditative, though, you know. Yeah, not me. Normally, I I, get, I take the dog out and we go for a walk. You know, it's, it's essentially about 2K, essentially, from, you know, the car park onto the beach, up to the end of the beach and back. And, and we don't we don't give it much throttle, but you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's it, it makes her happy. I hate doing it. I hate getting out of bed in the morning because I, I suck at mornings because I'm not you. Um, I think we, ex- we pretty much have the same timetable, except that I'm three hours time slipped from you. <laughs> we get up at the same time, except that I get up. In Australian time in New Zealand, I've never actually changed in 18 yeah, years. Yeah, you've, you've just stayed on the same. Mm. Yeah. I can't do it. Music, 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 music.